Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, O oh God, that is higher than I. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in our doing. Have your way in our living. Have your way in our walk, in our thoughts, in our rising up, in our setting down. Have your way, Lord. Oh, bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thou my everlasting portion. You are more than strength or life to me. All along this pilgrim pathway, Savior, let me walk with thee. Close to you, O oh God. Close to you. All along this pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee. Oh, help me to walk the walk of the believer, my God. Help me to stand. And having done all to stand. Lord, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me. Lord, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this morning in thanksgiving, thanking you for your great grace and your tender mercies. Oh, God, continue to mold us, make us, and fashion us as we come into your presence, oh God. Oh, that we might know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here. And uh, it's a new week. It's a new month. Oh, in the month of June. <laughs> Hallelujah! In the month of June. Oh, I'm sure you all enjoyed the excitement and the revelations of May. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody once said, are you ready for some football? 
My God, it seemed like a football game. Folk were getting knocked down, knocked over, bounced around. It was so exciting. Hallelujah to see the scriptures revealed in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you're in the book of Revelation and you see the things that you are reading actually come alive before your very eyes. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what I see and what I read and such like to know the truth of God's word. Amen. Coming alive in front of our very faces. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. And I'm really excited about the Lord. Hallelujah. Won't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, know God, Lord, as we move into the month of June, we pray, dear God, that you would continue to direct us, to lead us, to guide us. Father, help us to stand, and having done all, to stand. Father, you said in your word they repented not of their deeds. Father, we pray that you would draw those who would repent, who would open their hearts and their minds to your word. Father, we pray that you would send your word into your world, that men and women would be drawn to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Again, a pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown here. And it's good to be back. Today is Monday. June the 1st, 2020, and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program, and we are in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah! Our topic today is according to the scriptures. Our topic today, according to the scriptures. Whatever is happening, whatever has happened, whatever will happen, will be according to the scriptures. God, in the beginning, he made the heavens and the earth. He did it by his word. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and everything that he said was done. And the scriptures are written so that we may know, hear, and understand things that happened in the past, things that are currently going on, and things that will happen in the future. So everything is according to the scriptures. So, Today we are going to jump into this 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, but before that, we see Jesus being discussed in a council, St. John chapter 11, verse 48, our council was convened and the subject was Jesus Christ. St. John eleven forty-eight says, if we let him alone, all men will believe on him and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Today we see in the news and on the internet, all over the airwaves, the events, current events, are prominent on the news. Well, at the time of Jesus Christ, it was so. If we leave him alone, all men will believe on him. And listen to this. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. There are some individuals who are in positions of leadership or authority whose main concern is protecting their positions, their leadership positions in nations. And their main goal is to get rid of whatever would threaten that position. Here it was this council convened at Jerusalem. 
Jesus subject of the conversation if we let him alone all men will believe on him and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation so they decided to kill him the decision was made that they would sacrifice Jesus to keep their positions and protect their nations they had a fear of the Romans the Romans were the dominant world power the armed forces of that day that threatened everyone else with force and the Jewish council, not having the resources nor the ability to go up against the Roman army, decided that they would offer Jesus as a sacrifice, getting him out of the way and maintain their positions. Now, in Acts chapter 17, verses 31 through 34, we read these words, Acts chapter 17, verses 31 through 34, because he had appointed a day. That is Jesus Christ, because he had appointed the day. They did not know him. They did not know who he was. But he is the Lord of heaven. And he had appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by himself. By that manifestation. By that man whom he had ordained. Whereof he had given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. If the spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. So a day is appointed in which he, the Lord, will judge the world in righteousness by his manifestation that he had ordained. Whereof he had given assurance unto all men in that he raised himself from the dead. I have power to lay my life down, he said, and power to take it up again. Now, Paul was given this speech, this argument on Mars Hill. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. And others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. We see men and women dying in the streets. We see people dying all over the place. Let us not get sidetracked. Let us not lose focus. There is a resurrection of the dead. The deeds are uh, uh, performed. The actions carried out. All these things are going to be brought into judgment. So Paul said to them, in that Jesus was raised from the dead. Death can't keep him in the ground. You may kill someone. You may destroy someone, their lives, their properties, whatever it is. But that's not the end of the situation. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. And others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. He left. Howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed, among which was Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. So there will be a small amount, few there be that find it, a small amount of believers who will believe the word of the Lord. We will continue our studies in 1 Corinthians 15 chapter. The argument continues. Paul. Right into the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 wrote these words. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, 
if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. It's important to understand that there are some, through emotions, being overwhelmed by their emotion and the argument that is put forward will believe for a little while. Jesus told us about the different types of soil upon which the seed fell. And Paul, in writing to the Corinthians, exhorted them, saying, Brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you. You also received it, and you stand in it, by which also you are saved, if. You are saved if you continue to do, if you keep in memory, if you practice, live according to that which was preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, unless you are like that ground receiving seed by the wayside or that stony ground and you lost that which was sown into you. Then Paul continued, for I delivered. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. So what I delivered unto you is that which I first received myself. Oh, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. One more time. When that Jewish council met and wanted to offer Jesus as a sacrifice and did, he did it according to that which was written, that which was prophesied, that which God had foreordained. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, when you bring me arguments and tell me things, if you're not telling me things according to the scriptures, I'm going to be quite frank with you. It goes in one ear and comes out the other because there's no basis, no soundness in reality, no place in facts, no place, no nothing upon which what you say will rest. Christ died according to the scriptures. So if what you bring to me arguments and such like, and it's not based in the scriptures, it's foundation in the scriptures, you're like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Everything that was said and done in the life of Christ is according to the scriptures. Is that plain? One more time. Everything done in this life, in the life of Christ, and in our lives is according to the scriptures. Now, after Christ rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, he was seen of Cephas, Peter. He was seen of Cephas. Then of the twelve, including Matthias, Peter being among them. After that, he was seen of about 500 brethren at once. Of whom the greater part remain unto the present that then existed. Of whom the greater part remain unto the present when this was written. But some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, the Lord's brother. Then of all the apostles again. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. 
So here, Paul outlined to us that what he is delivering, what he's preaching, what he's teaching is that which he also himself received and it is according to the scriptures. When men or women, for that matter, whoever, brings to you arguments that is not according to the scriptures, you must just reject it right off the bat. Categorically, just reject it. Anything that comes to you and it's not according to the scriptures, it's according to philosophy and the learning of men and women, Greeks and Jews, Greeks seeking after wisdom, Jews after a sight, you should just categorically reject it because it's not according to the scriptures. I've listened to arguments presented by men and they quote men. They justify themselves by themselves. It's not according to the scriptures and you know it. You know it's false. You know in your mind that because you cannot justify things according to the scriptures, then you justify yourself by yourselves. Unacceptable. No place, no basis for that in the word of God. Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. It is written. The prophecies. Jesus Christ fulfilled the prophecies. He was seen of Cephas. Peter. Then of the twelve including Matthias. After that he was seen of about 500 brethren at once. Some remained until the writing of the letter, but some had died. After that, James, the Lord's brother, saw him. Then all the apostles saw him again. And last of all, he was seen by the apostle Paul as of one born out of due time. This is about scripture. This is about the word of God. Don't bring me anything else. If you ever know how foolish it is and looks when you are bringing things about the scripture from outside the scripture. This is the book that we're teaching and preaching from this book. This one right here. The scriptures. Stay in the book, beloved. Don't be diverted by the elders of Moab and Median. Don't be diverted by the priests of Jupiter. Don't be distracted by them bringing garlands and oxen wanting to do sacrifice to you, wanting to get you exalted and distracted. The word tells us, Paul speaking, he says, after that, after the rest had seen him, James saw him, then all the apostles saw him, and he himself saw Jesus Christ, as one born out of due time. Then he continued to say, For I am the least of the apostles. A lot of times men and women want to be in the position of prominence. They want to be held in high esteem, but not so the child of God. Paul said, I'm the least of the apostles. That I'm not meet to be, I'm not suitable to be called an apostle. Why? Because I persecuted the church of God. Today you find men and women gravitating to nomenclature. They, they, they seek after words, appellations, words before their names. Or you ask somebody their name and they tell you the title of some whatever, whatever. I'm tired of seeing that because I know it's false and you know it's false. It makes you feel better. 
it supplies that which you're lacking but you're still lacking because what makes you feel better and what supplies that which you're lacking without actually bringing that which it calls or numerates is but false evidence appearing real. Your fear of being recognized that you know you're sounding brass and tinkling cymbal is what caused you to decorate yourselves with names and words and such like hoping that men will see you in the shadow of the names and the words you call but you got to be yourself beloved you got to say by the grace of God I am that I am for I'm the least of the apostles that I'm not me to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God Paul said however by the grace of God, I am what I am. It is the I am that had called him. It was I am that had stopped him. It was the I am that had sent Ananias to anoint him and let him know that he was chosen to know the will of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me, and whether it were they or I, so we preach, and so ye believe. Here the Apostle Paul was saying to the rest of the brethren and the church that he was not worthy to be called an apostle. He had done many things in ignorance that he regretted towards the church but God had chosen him and called him to make restitution with his life for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake and the apostle Paul said I labored more abundantly than they all and he did and then he said yet not I the work that I do the things that I do is not about me. When it begins to become about you, God will make changes. I labored more abundantly than they are, yet not I. But we got to give the glory unto God who is with us. He said, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach. Whether it was Peter, James, John, Matthew, Thomas, Bartholomew, Nathaniel, whomever, whether it were they or it was the Apostle Paul, they preach. And here we are today as believers. Paul continued in his letter saying, Now if Christ be preached, what are we supposed to preach? We're supposed to preach Christ. Over the past month, I have seen where many things have become the subject of our preaching. The virus. The riots, the government, the president, but all those are erroneous. Now, if Christ be preached, we are called to preach Christ and him risen from the dead. We are messengers of Christ. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else is taking the focus away from Christ. Some even preach about the devil. Everything. The devil did this, and the devil did that, and the devil did this, and the devil did that. We are called to preach Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Christ. 
Now, if Christ be preached, if that's what you're preaching, if your preaching is about Christ, that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Oh, I've seen people have become disillusioned, have begun, have begun to question the things that they once said. Some is saying, where, where is God? Some are saying, how could God let this happen? My beloved, if you would take the time to read the prophecies, read the book of Revelation, read the book of Isaiah, Jeremiah, read Hosea, read Joel, read Amos, if you would take the time to read the book. I mean this one. You become sidetracked, distracted by the various other books, your Greek and your Latin, and you want to prove how learned you are, but you fail to read the book. You would have seen that the Lord testified that these perilous times would come. In these last days, perilous times shall come. So you're questioning and getting angry at what you see happening around you. The Lord told you, but you weren't listening. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there's no resurrection of the dead? Somebody died, and yes, it hurts, and we cry, and we comfort those that mourn. But there abided three faith hope and charity. Let's not lose sight, beloved. We must believe that God is. That is faith. For he that cometh unto God must first believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then, and then, if in this life only we have hope in Christ. Yes, somebody died, but we still have hope in Christ. If in this life only we have hope in Christ. Then you will see the misery that we see every night and every morning on our televisions. If in this life only you have hope in Christ, then you will be of all men most miserable. Seeking a physical solution to a spiritual problem is not the answer. That is not the answer. If in this life only you have hope in Christ, Christ rose from the dead. We are preaching resurrection of the dead, beloved. Resurrection of the dead. Where are the souls of those that die in Christ? Under the altar, crying out, Lord, how long? And the Lord said, rest a little while. In your patience, possess your souls. Some are losing their lives over a situation they can do nothing about. Because the Lord told them to be patient and rest. A little while. Someone said it's been a long time. They said that also about the coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've been hearing this for so long. And he hasn't come back. A day with the Lord. My beloved, be not ignorant of this fact. That a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, when you see people dying around us, we have to stand in the belief that they will rise again. The justice, the justification, and the resurrection of the just will bring forth those who died. We have faith. We have hope. And then we must exercise charity. Love them that hate you. You call on the name of the Lord. Love them that hate you. 
exercise, demonstrate what it is to be a believer in Jesus Christ. But when you lose your place, when the Spirit of God departs from you, when your behavior becomes such that people think that Christians behave that way, then you've lost your charity. Jesus called Judas friend until the end. Friend. Whatsoever you do, do it quickly. Be thou faithful unto death. You forgot that's what you were preaching. You used to preach and tell people must be faithful unto death. They didn't say, how are you going to die? The circumstances. Didn't say you weren't going to be crucified. Didn't say you were going to be whatever. Fill in the blank. You must be faithful unto death. And I will give you a crown of life. Be though an example of the believer. Your behaviors, your actions, the way you have conducted yourselves, that's not an example of the believer. Now, if Christ be pre, you got mixed up in politics. You got mixed up in the spirit of this world. You got mixed up in the love of this world. Jesus said to Peter, Thou save us the things which be of men, Rather than the things of God. And you got deceived. Beloved, if it was possible, they would deceive the very elect. But stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where which Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. But he was seen. He arose. He arose. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. I'll rise again. I got to handle death a different way. No fear. Fear not him who is able to kill the body. And then after that can do no more. But fear him who is able to kill the body. And then cast the soul into hell. If Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain and your faith is vain. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not, he will rise again. Those that died in Christ, they sleep, their souls lie under the altar and they will rise again. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised, for he died. But he rose again, he was crucified. He rose again the third day and sits at the place of power and he empowers me. For if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ's perish. So, if in this life only we have opened Christ... We are of all men most miserable. Come on, beloved. Refocus. Refocus. We must have hope in Christ beyond the grave. We, by the Spirit, must mortify the deeds of our body and have faith in Christ beyond the grave. Don't let the grave be that defining factor. 
Don't let somebody dying be that which causes us to lose our salvation. Our decorum causes us to fail at being a good example. The Bible tells us, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are, of all men, most miserable. Don't let be that factor. Don't let be that thing that caused you to go over the edge. Reign in your minds. Begin to pray. Peter was in prison, locked up. James was beheaded. Peter was next. But the church prayed. You saw how the people were praying during the crises with COVID-19. Beloved, we need a time of prayer. We need to come together one more time and pray. Pray for leaders, all that are in authority, so that we may have a quiet and peaceable life. We have to pray for the president, the senators, the governors, the mayors, the judiciary, the legislature, the armed forces. We got to pray for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Man was the means, the instrument through which death came. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Christ is risen, beloved. I also have seen on television the pictures of the many that have been murdered over a vast, a great, a great period of time. Yes, they died. Seeing the pictures. But I didn't hear the message that they will rise again. They will rise again. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Christ rose from the dead. Christ was murdered. He was killed. He was offered in sacrifice that others might keep their position and as they said, keep their nation protected from the Roman forces. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Dead can't keep him in the ground and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, we all saw with our eyes how man brought death. We saw the pictures on television. But Jesus Christ, the man, Christ Jesus, brought resurrection from the dead. So we must hope in Christ. For as in Adam all die. That's why we stay with the scriptures. That's why we remain in the word. That's why we study together. That's why we learn together. For as in Adam, a simile. Like as in Adam all died, just as how all men died in Adam. For as in Adam, look at it, as in Adam all died. Listen to this, beloved. Even so in Christ shall all, A-L-L, be made alive. Now you're either a believer or you are an unbeliever. Either you believe the word or you don't. The word says everyone died in Adam. And you believe that? Even so in Christ shall all, A-L-L, I didn't write it. That's the word. The word says all shall be made alive. Now some to their glory and their reward, some to everlasting shame and contempt. But eventually all shall be made alive in Christ. But listen to this. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, 
Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming, we shall reign with him. Christ, the first fruit of them that slept. But every man shall be made alive in Christ in his own order. God is a God of order. That's why chaos and confusion is unacceptable in the church. Christ, the first fruit. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. But there's an order. Then come at the end. Then come at the end when you shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. When the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of God. Then come at the end when you shall have delivered up the kingdom to spirit. Everything being led by the spirit. Everything walking by the spirit. For God is the father of spirits. But every man in his own order. There's an order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ that is coming. Then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. Delivered up the spiritual kingdom. When he shall have put down, listen to this. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Jesus Christ is going to put down all rule, all authority and power. Everything that rises in opposition to Jesus Christ will be put down. There's a time and a place. He does it through his spirit. For he must reign. For he, Jesus Christ, must reign till he had put all enemies under his feet. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he reigns. He must reign. Jesus Christ will reign until, until. He had put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. We see death. We see its effects. We see what it can cause. We see the discord, the anger, the wrath, the riotings, the burnings as a result of death. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is going to be around a little while longer. But the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. There's going to come a time when death has no effect on the body of the believer. Why? For he had put all things under his feet. The spirit had put all things under the body of the believer. But when he said all things are put under him. Now when the scriptures according to the scriptures says all things are put under him. It is manifested. It is shown. It's made known that he is accepted which did put all things under him. The spirit is not under the rule of the flesh. You by the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh. So the spirit rules over him. It is manifested. It is shown that the spirit, he is accepted, which did put all things under his feet. And when all things shall be subdued unto him. One more time. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him. Him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Beloved, what is this saying? Here it is, he said, Adam, Adam, the first Adam, 
is the Son of God. Adam, the Son of God. And when all things shall be subdued to mankind, yes, including the last Adam, who is the Son of God, then shall the Son, the position, the manifest, the M-E-N, the man, the M-E-N, the manifestation, the showing, then shall the Son also himself be subject to him, that is subject to the Spirit, I come to do my Father's will. The Spirit is the Father of all spirits. Then shall the Son also himself be subject to him that put all things under him, that Spirit, God is Spirit, that Spirit may be all in all. You're going to see a spiritual body. The carnal body is going to be dissolved, done away with. That Spirit, that God may be all in all. The Scripture says, Else... What shall they do which are baptized for the dead? Living people being baptized for dead people. People who are alive in the flesh being baptized for people who are dead and in the spirit. Else, what shall they do which are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Why do we risk our lives? Why do we teach and preach the word of God, trusting in him if the dead rise not at all? But we know and we are assured, we are convinced and convicted in our consciences, in our hearts of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Else, what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour today we spoke to you that things are done concerning and according to the scriptures everything is according to the scriptures when you look around you and you see the events the occurrences these are in fulfillment of the word of god the prophecies the testimonies of the prophets they have been some who told you you wouldn't be here at this time to see these things false prophets they tell you that you'll be raptured you will be gone false prophets the false prophets are telling you that you're not going to be here yes the word says john your companion and tribulation your companion in tribulation the word tells us that you shall suffer tribulation. It began in AD 70 with the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And it continues over that period where the times of the Gentiles are. And then when the Gentiles are coming, Jesus engrafts the Jews and the Gentiles into the good olive tree, making of twain one new man then we shall be caught up together, together with him in the clouds. We will meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this morning thanking you for your word. You have made us to know and understand that Christ rose, was seen, manifested himself. And the things that we now see and experience are but the last days that were spoken of where perilous times should come. Help the saints, O God, all of us, to gird up the loins of our understanding and be rooted and grounded in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen 
and amen. Word of God tells us that there is one, there is but one mediator between God and men, and it's the man Christ Jesus. There's but one advocate with the Father, and it's Jesus Christ the righteous. So I'm going to step away from here, because you have the right and the privilege to boldly approach the throne of grace for yourself. You are a minister of reconciliation. So, go to the Lord for yourself. You will find him there, a friend. He'll receive you. He will make you walk in his righteousness as a minister of reconciliation. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Amen, amen, amen. Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.